0: Perhaps we can learn something, soon to be graduates, from the example of Paul. Paul shows up to the intellectual center of the ancient world. He shows up to Athens. He shows up to the big stage, the Areopagus. And in front of the great intellectual minds of his time... He delivers this incredible speech, arguably the best that we have recorded in the Scripture. He lays it all out there. He proclaims that the unknown God, that the Athenians worship, is the true God who became man, died and rose from the dead. Perhaps his greatest achievement And being able to deliver this pinnacle speech. What was the result? Basically total failure. He gives himself, he pours himself out to the Athenians. He speaks their language. He speaks so well. And he gains less than probably five new believers in Jesus Christ. And so my graduates of 2021, let me ask you this question. Have you ever felt discouraged before? Only a couple. That's amazing. Praise God the rest of you haven't had this emotion. It's not fun. When I was in college, my sophomore year, I kind of went through a bit of an identity crisis, kind of a life crisis I went into college with the anticipation, I'm going to follow my dad and my brother's footsteps. I'm going to become a doctor. First year, classes weren't great. Second year, you get into organic chemistry, get into some of these other classes, and you start to think, why in the world am I here? This is impossible. This is so hard. I'm not even sure if I like science. Why am I doing this? Is the goal even worth reaching? I felt failure. I felt discouragement. I am so proud of you, graduates. But Just like Jesus, I want to speak truth to you as you move forward from here. God has a plan for your life. But there is darkness all around us And the darkness has a plan for your life too And you get to choose Which path you go on So before I talk about what God's potential path for you might be Let me tell you what the path darkness has laid out for you And it actually begins with discouragement Which is why this year Has been and can be so lethal for so many of us because it sets us off on this trajectory that leads to our downfall. Perhaps we fail. We didn't get to do what we wanted. We felt like things were ripped away from us and we feel discouraged and upset. That's the first step discouragement. And because we're discouraged, we begin to doubt. Does God even really exist? And if he does exist, does he actually care about me? Why would he allow these things to happen to me, to my family, to my friends? Why 2020? Why 2020, God? Doubt. Discouragement to doubt. And you know the next step? Depression. Depression. And I hope, I hope that at least some of us did not even get to this point in the journey. But I bet many of us have tasted some of that depression in this last year. Anxiety and depression are off the charts, especially for high schoolers. It gets a little bit harder to wake up in the morning. It's hard to motivate ourselves to put on the mask, to go to class or to log into Zoom, right? gets harder and harder a burden increasing 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 and you know what the last step is despair the darkness leads you to the sense of failure which leads to discouragement which leads to the doubt that God cares about you or that we have really anyone that cares about us and we become depressed and finally we don't want to get out of bed in the morning Why go on? What's the point? Does it make any difference? Does my life make any difference whatsoever? I have felt these things. This last year wasn't just discouraging, leading to despairing for our high schoolers, for every level, for clergy too. And I'm sure I could have my brother priest come up here and share their levels of discouragement as we tried to minister to the people of God, tried to minister to people who were dying and having the walls and the doors closed in front of us, having that moment when I have to sit down with a family after their loved one has tragically passed and say, by the way, you can only choose 10 people to be at this funeral. Your heart breaks wide open have we not all experienced some of that heartache? Paul experienced the heartache over and over. Sense of failure. Is what I'm doing even, does it matter at all? No one seems to be listening. And yet he persevered. I want to give a special shout out to I believe five of our senior men. These five senior men played football they played football for four years and up until this year they had yet to taste victory okay (laughs) I'm I'm not poking fun I am commending all right I am so proud of these guys Little do I know, first-year chaplain coming into a Bishop Ward football game, I'm like, oh, this will be great. I show up, and we start dominating at McLeod. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Everyone else is like, no, you don't understand. We haven't won in years. I like to think it's because I became the chaplain. But I think our team is actually getting better. Not only did we win one game, we won two games, including the last game of these seniors' career. And I wanted to shed some tears with them. But imagine this. Let me hold this up for all of us. Imagine you spend all the seasons of your life with apparent failure. You don't seem to be going anywhere And you start to be discouraged, to doubt, to be depressed, and to despair. I want to propose to you that we stay on the team. I want to propose to you that we keep playing the game. I want to propose to you that it is possible, even if we have tasted failure after failure, decade after decade, If we win the final game on our deathbed, and we have finished the race well, and we have kept the faith, we have won. We have won. So this is not a typical graduation speech where at this point I say, you can do it if you try hard enough. Because here's the truth. You can't if you try hard enough. But you can if you let God do it for you. Here is the grace of 2020. Here is the grace of failing. Here is the grace of experiencing doubt, discouragement, depression, and despair. We realize that when we have control, we mess it up and we fail And that failure has the final word unless there's someone beyond us, a power higher than us, that can take care of our failure and turn it into even something beautiful. Here's another truth. Our whole faith as Christians is founded upon an apparent failure. Let's look up in this beautiful church, front and center, We have apparent failure hanging on the cross. If Jesus was just a wise person, a good teacher who gave us some good ideas about loving each other, if he dies and that's it, who cares? Who cares? But if that is God who became a man, who died and then rose from failure into new life through the resurrection, and he doesn't, didn't just live 2,000 years ago, but he is actually in our midst right here, right now, that changes everything. This means no matter what our failure may be, if we turn back to Jesus, if we turn back to God, He will turn our failure into victory. This is what I desire so much for you graduates. I thought about making this homily five ways to lose your faith going into college or whatever the next step is for you. And I could think of a whole lot more than five. Instead, I want to propose to you three ways... So that you might have victory in this life, at the end of your life, and victory in the life to come. Because I'm your chaplain, I don't care just about your life, in this life. I care about your eternal souls. And if you allow the current of our time, of our society, of our culture, and of wherever you go next to dictate where you go, I'm concerned for your soul. So let me give you three things... If you remember even one, I'll be happy. That will help keep you on the narrow path. Because Jesus himself said, wide is the path and the gate that leads to destruction. Narrow is the path of salvation, and few find it. Few find it. We cannot sugarcoat these words. It is a wake-up call. If 2020 wasn't a good wake-up call for us, I don't know what will be. I don't know what will be. So here are the three, okay? Something for you to remember on a daily basis, a weekly basis, and a monthly, maybe every couple of month basis. If you do these three things, I think you'll be okay. Seasons of failure will not lead to despair. Number one, when you feel discouragement and really, no matter what you feel on a given day, give Jesus time. Give Him your time. Give Him five minutes. If you commit to five minutes every day of giving Him your time first thing in the day and or last thing in the day and you tell Him about what you're feeling and what's going on with you and you allow Him to speak back to you, you will be okay. If you commit to going to church on Sundays, even when your parents, and especially when your parents are making you go, you will be okay. If you commit to saying sorry on a regular basis, and for us Catholics, going back to confession on a regular basis every month or two months, you're going to be okay. And if you do all three of these things, talking to God, having conversation with Him for five minutes every day... Going to church every Sunday and regularly telling him and each other, sorry, especially in confession for us Catholics, you're going to be great, and I have no concerns for you. If you allow the current of our time and of our culture to carry you, it will be comfortable, but it will be the broad way that leads to destruction. And I want you so badly, I want all of you seniors and all of you parents and friends to be on that narrow way that very few find, so that you can have life not only now, but eternal life to come, which is the most important. Even if we were to fail all of our life, if we, were, if we stay on the team, if we keep playing, even though the odds seem stacked against us, we will have victory in that last game. We will. We will. We will. And so thank you to you five senior boys that gave me this amazing lesson of fortitude, of perseverance. And as I hold it up, I think, Jesus, this is what I desire for myself and for all of you, to be with you every day, to stay on the team, to keep going to church because it's the least we can do to thank you for the gift of our lives and to regularly say that we're sorry that we've messed up we will be fine. I'd like to conclude with a little expression. Really, a little prayer. And if you were to say this once a day, if this were to be the extent of your prayer, you don't even do the five minutes that I ask. Even this will go such a long way. The expression is this. Especially when you meet failure, obstacles. I don't think I can do this anymore. When we're feeling depressed to the extent maybe to the point of despair if you say these three simple sentences I think it will change everything I can't speaking to God I can't you can I'm yours I can't you can I'm yours one more time I can't, you can, I'm yours. And I would like us all to say that, let's say three times. Three is a good number, all right? Let's let it go deep. Seniors, you've already forgotten everything you've learned at Bishop Ward, I'm sure. You've already dumped all of the knowledge on those finals, okay? So your head is empty and ready to be filled again. All right, are you ready? I'm going to say it one more time and then we're going to all repeat it together. I can't, you can, I'm yours. Okay. I can't, you can, I'm yours. I can't, you can, I'm yours. I can't, you can, I'm yours. Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. We recognize our limitations, our failures will ultimately lead us to despair unless there is hope in you. Jesus, we entrust ourselves to you. We entrust this time of pandemic to you. We entrust all of our mistakes of our past to you. We say we're sorry, Jesus, and we say we trust in you. You can if we surrender ourselves to you. Jesus, we surrender ourselves to you in this Eucharist. You do not leave us orphaned. You come to us, and every time we step foot in a church, we feel your presence. Come into our minds, into our hearts, into our bodies. Give us new hope for that which is to come. You desire victory for us more than we desire for ourselves. Jesus, turn our failure into your victory.